Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You're listening to the Jersey Cools. Hey, everybody. What's up? <laughs> and welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. So I think it comes as no surprise that we ghouls kind of take turns picking out the movies that we watch. Uh, we can thank Marissa for the time that we talked about Taurus Trap and the Ruins. Yep. It was Nate that had us do the deep dive into Dario Argento. And tonight... That sounded dirty. It's my turn. You liked it. And I'm pretty sure that I get to have all of my movie picking privileges revoked because I made us watch the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Now, I knew that it would be two against one on this and I would be ganged up on, so I called in for reinforcements. So joining us tonight is the awesomely awesome VHS podcast, Analog Jones and the Temple of Film. I give you Steve and Matt. Hello. Hello. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to have backups on this one. I don't know, maybe not from Matt, but definitely from me. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, at least at least Steve and I are definitely on uh, Team Garbage Pail Kids. And what? I'm making faces because this movie is garbage. <laughs> You're garbage. Uh-huh, I see what like, you did there. You are garbage. So <laughs> so I have to admit, it's kind of like I'm, I'm staring at my latest issue of t- uh, Team Beat magazine and my cover has just come to life. That's how nervous and excited I am to have you guys on because you guys are like the big time and I'm just, I'm thrilled to have you and I'm also a little nervous. I don't know if I could perform under such. Just take a couple of drinks. You'll be fine. <laughs> That's true. I'm also painfully sober, which just speaks to how nervous I was for this episode. I was like, I got to keep it together for oh once. <laughs> I think I need to be less sober. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe I should go pour us a drink. You weren't sober when you watched this film, right? Because maybe that's the problem. I wasn't. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so so the Garbage Pail Kids movie, um, obviously based on the popular trading card from Topps, the Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, it started in 1985. Uh, it, it actually started as... 
part of a wacky packages campaign that Topps was doing. It became really popular as a parody of the Cabbage Patch Kids. So they were off and running um, pretty much up until the part where they got banned from schools and the Cabbage Patch companies decided to sue them for likeness. So they made a couple modifications and then they were good to go and they lasted for a couple years. Uh, they died down a bit, but over the years since the late 80s, they keep having a resurgence and they come back from time to time. They have new sets. They have anniversary sets. And I know that my two partners in the room with me are shaking their heads because they thought this movie was just awful. But I personally think that something like a Garbage Pail Kid card, if you've ever seen it, I think this movie is just kind of like a perfect personification it, it goes right from card to film because the <laughs> the cards are gross and disgusting and I don't know, weird. And this movie is gross, disgusting and weird and fantastic. Did anyone collect these? I still have a bunch of my originals from the 80s and I have many of the new sets. Yeah, so I, I, I did. I preferred the Dinosaurs Attack series uh, to Garbage Pail Kids. I was I was busy having a life, but I'm sure it was. I'm <laughs> oh sure. my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just- Yo, Dinosaurs Attack is serious like Mars attacks is pretty violent but dinosaurs attacks someone goes it goes the dino hell at the end and there's a picture of a car of this guy's face his skin is melting off of his face and he's like tell brenda my wife i love her (laughs) this is for kids i can i can trump all that with the why i didn't get laid for so long as a child i had the x files <laughs> card a, series time out that's a weird sentence yeah why for, I didn't get when laid i was a as child an adult, I as, an, as a young adult as a young adult as a young adult it's because i had the x files trending card series so i win yeah, what about you guys did you guys own uh yeah i had a lot of the garbage pail kids cards we used to trade them a lot in the playground yeah that was the stuff was fucking currency on the playground yeah see i'm 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 a 90s kid so i missed all this shit um and i i had heard of it i knew about it but like when i was you know on the playground for us you know we had the pokemon and all that bullshit like i i missed i missed garbage pail kids i, I was aware of its existence but I, ne- I don't think i've ever even seen a card in real life oh, wow this film must have been fucking extra torturous for you then <laughs> um well okay i i'll tell you guys right off i'm gonna play both sides of this there's things about this movie i do like and then there's things about this movie that i fucking hate so like, i'm gonna play both sides here it was not torturous though i will say that oh god I, okay so i will admit there's not many things in life that scare me but this film legitimately fucking terrifies me i don't know why it's just something icky about the the, the cards the movie all of it and and not in a good way like in a after school special way that i don't like <laughs> i think that's fair i think that's kind of intended see i enjoy this like a train wreck, like just something disgusting you can't turn away from, and it's fascinating at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'm at. But I'm also I'm also like a little bit terrified just of these things' faces and how they don't quite work correctly. It's nightmarish. Oh my god, true story. It is nightmarish, and apparently it's because the costumes weren't even done. They were like, yeah, close enough. Fucking go with it. Like literally, the, the they didn't finish these puppets. Yeah, I heard these were the prototypes that they showed, and they're like, oh, okay, they're okay, but you're gonna make them better, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that if you look on the IMDb page for this director. It's his last work, and I don't think that's an accident. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was. I, I think he was uh, more of like a um, special effects guy. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like he still had a, somewhat of a career afterwards, just not behind the camera. Yeah, they're just like, please don't ever tell anyone what to do with that thing. 
that giant camera. Just go into your little room and do your makeup. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So this movie comes out in 1987, and I don't have any memory of seeing it in the movie theater, but this must have played on HBO because I remember seeing this movie a lot. And it didn't dawn on me in 1987 that this whole idea that there was a spaceship in the beginning and aliens and just without warning and explanation that a garbage pail shows up in an antique store. The thing that I got from that though, is that I honestly was like, Ooh, what's an antique store. I want to go to an antique store. And I think that in my head I would go to an antique store and I might find the garbage pail kids. If I went to an antique store, you know what you won't find at an antique store is a fucking magician named Captain Mancini. Who, because I've never, in my experiences, they're run by like crotchety old women who remind you not to touch anything. But like, I just, why is he a captain? Does anybody establish that at any point? I know this film literally makes no sense, but. I couldn't like pay attention to anything like that. No, I mean, the garbage pail coming from space literally has no origin. You have no idea how Captain Manzini gets this. And you have no idea what Captain Manzini's true past is. And apparently he can do magic? I, I didn't even know that this space that this garbage pail was a spaceship. I didn't know what I was looking at at the beginning. And then we get we go to the store after without you know seeing the thing land or anything like that. And I completely disassociated everything from like the first two minutes from the rest of the movie. I had to go back and like read and be like, okay, where where did these things come from? And there's like, oh, the spaceship at the beginning. I was like, there's space at the beginning. Like I was already lost halfway through the film <laughs> i think i think i got angry because i was like whoa, whoa 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 hold on they just showed that trash can flying through space and it's sitting in an antique shop for a reason and i made them rewind it because i thought that i'd missed some scene where they like <laughs> landed on the roof of the building or something happened but no they just appear there that's where they live now. Gentlemen, the good news is these are coping mechanisms that are very normal to be associated with a trauma like this one. So, I mean, <laughs> you know what? I know that I know that part of my love for this movie is pure nostalgia because I watched it so much as a kid. I remember like wanting to grow up and wanting to dress and be a garbage kid. I know, I wanted to dress like Tangerine. I wanted to have like taffeta skirts and giant hair. But I had like, you know, poker straight dark hair that didn't go up as high as hers. And it was kind of (laughs) sad. But I wanted to like, I wanted to have like the bangles on my arm. I wanted to have the big earrings. Wait a minute. So you would have shopped at her uh, boutique pop-up boutique outside of the club is what you're saying? Absolutely. In a a heartbeat, I would have gone to the Tangerine fashion show. Yeah, I don't remember Tangerine looking so much like Elizabeth Berkeley. (laughs) Like that creeped me out at first. I was just sitting there looking at her, and I'm like, I mean, Tangerine came before Saved by the Bell, so I'm wondering if if someone on this set, like, oh, you know, Tangerine, I got a show for you, and then she just she ended up going back to Mexico, didn't make it here, but she became a Mexican TV star, and I it blew my mind when I looked up stuff on her. She's like somewhat of a decent sized TV star down in Mexico. Really? Well, I remember the little tidbit because we were all, you know, looking up some facts while we were watching this movie that that really creeped Marissa out the most was the fact that during filming of this movie, 
uh, Tangerine and uh, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Austin were actually dating in real life for a while. Uh, Take a minute to let that fucking sink it. Uh, because it looks like he's 10 years younger than her. Yeah, it's weird. And there's only a year difference. Is it just that he hadn't hit puberty? Like, what the fuck is going on here? I, I can't wrap my brain around this. He's just a tiny man. <laughs> yeah, I guess all the Astons. All the Astons are tiny. But maybe she's with him to get some of that Aston money. <laughs> She bet on the wrong Aston. That's for goddamn sure. That's true. If there oh, was no. a if there was a lady Aston, and I found out that her father was fucking Gomez Adams, I'd be like, "Yo, we're at, at the very least going to be best friends for the rest of your life." So fucking buckle up. Let's go. Wait, you're telling me that this kid is an Aston Aston yes. for real? Yes. 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 Holy shit. This changes nothing, but still, holy shit. Yeah, Sean Aston and this Aston, you're just like, who's, yeah, I know, talk about getting the wrong child's movie. Sean Aston goes off and does Goonies, changes his <laughs> career, and this guy's like, oh, fuck, I got garbage buckets. <laughs> no, no, I'm that kid. Didn't you say when we were watching this that he, he signed this deal on his own, and his father found out and was like, holy shit, and tried to get him out of it, but he couldn't because he signed the contract already. <laughs> And it was he couldn't get out of it. So I have to give credit to Matt Kelly because he endured our watching of this. And while he was doing so, he spouted out all of these amazing tidbits about the movie. And I just kept jotting them down. So I'm going to say right now that I did none of this legwork that Matt Kelly just knew all this shit. And I stole it all from him. But yes, his father tried to get him out of the contract once they read the script. And he couldn't. <laughs> Poor Mr. Yeah. Aston. Oh. He's not terrible in this movie, though. No, he's not. He's probably the best actor in the movie. Oh, that's that's some sort of race you've won there yeah i know it's like oh this apple it's three centimeters higher than how i normally stand i have to uh, there okay got it that was my low-hanging fruit direct metaphor oh got it thanks good no it really no it translates well on a podcast i thank you i love you (laughs) thank you becky you're welcome so I don't know. Can we even talk about the plot of this movie? Like, there really isn't much to this movie when it comes to plot. Um, so the Garbage Pail Kids... Yes, Marissa. Question. I yes. have my hand up in case anybody's wondering. Okay. Why the hell does Captain Mancini know what to do to put them back? Is that ever explained? No, nothing is ever explained. No, I thought he was, like, researching it the whole movie. That's why he's trying to play that song. And yeah. then and then it just doesn't work then. He's like, meh, fuck it. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> they left. Now, I know you have disgusting horrible critters in this thing why do you just like why don't you i don't know concrete it in something you know <laughs> or put a better lid top than like what was that a deep sea diver home? <laughs> yeah, like 1842 you're just gonna pop that right on top although them shits was heavy i heard but anyway the uh <laughs> yeah that really doesn't make sense that if you you don't want these things getting out like a padlock some chains something well when they were guilty of having them do child labor in the basement so so the garbage pail kids come out of the garbage pail and they they're apparently there are other garbage pail kids somewhere in the world they believe this to be and what is it the uh oh the the state home home. hold on state home for ugly people or something state (laughs) home for the ugly the state home so they're convinced that their other garbage pail friends are captured and in the state home for the ugly and this whole movie is them just trying to you know at least their plot of the their subplot of the movie is they're trying to find the state home for the ugly so they can spring their friends um the other who happened to be santa gandhi and abe lincoln and weird (laughs) al and weird al that 
wasn't Weird Al. Uh, it was, and there was also a clown. And did anyone catch the two crippled? Yes, yes two crippled. Yes, no. Did you not see two crippled? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Whoa. no, this movie would not even fly remotely Okay, today. that just makes no. me nostalgic for the 80s. <laughs> too cri- it's too crippled. So when you're too crippled, you do go to the home for the ugly. But no, so that's their plot. And then the other plot is, you know, the 12 or 13-year-old Mackenzie Aston. Uh, you know, trying to go with Tangerine. But Tangerine has a boyfriend whose name is Juice. Get it? Tangerine and Juice. I don't know why that makes any sort of correlation. But And, like, he's a douchebag because, like, he and his friends just beat up Mackenzie Austin. What's his name? Dodger? Dodger. Dodger. They just beat... Yeah, and why? Why did they beat him up? Because they're bullies, dude. That's what they do. He he beats her up, too. And she's like, eh. He, like, takes her money and, like, pushes her around. Oh, he's her pimp, is what I read that as. <laughs> no? Yeah, this guy looks 10 years older than everybody else, too. And I'm like, this is just, like, an assault. Like, this is just an old guy beating up children. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a kid's movie, so, guys. It's a kid's movie. Do you guys think this guy was, like, the stuntman for Jason Patrick in Lost Boys? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he looks like. It's ridiculous. I, I can't. <laughs> See, can't, can't say bad did things I just about. break your brain with that <laughs> you did you, you did i just i uh i garbage it yeah no nah, i don't i don't even know see now to me this movie okay yes the garbage pail kids themselves like they're they're puppets uh or not puppets they're, no, they're, they're costumes. costumes that's right they're they're costumes um warwick davis was one of them no no <laughs> no phil, phil fondacaro fondacaro played them all Yes, at yes. the same oh time. Oh, my God. You're a douchebag. Wow. <laughs> You're fired. No, uh, well, I just meant as far as, like, the, I guess the animatronics of their face, even though their faces really didn't move. But, okay, like, yes. Like, those were a little creepy and weird. Yeah, you think? But, okay, what's so, is it because they look too human and something like it's, the critters no. or the ghoulies? No. Like, how come they're not as creepy no, and I would, scary? No, I would happily. Is it because they look like humans? I would adopt a ghoulie, a critter, or Chucky before I would ever fucking let one of these things near me. Well, they have dead eyes. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> It's that they have no souls. Critters have souls. And the one peed five times. I think we had a count going that he peed himself five times. He did. That would be Ned. Um, uh, Nate the nerd, I believe. Ned, Ned, Ned nerd. the nerd. No, Nate. Who cares? That, you got Ned, close that, enough. Nat nerd. Nat nerd. Nat nerd. I'll tell you which one I did find adorable is Alligator. <laughs> alligator who was constantly trying to eat people's toes yeah i liked it i, I was scared he was gonna eat my toes nom, 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 nom. yeah he, he had a great voice I, I yeah that guy's really good yeah that that guy warwick davis that's not who it's it not, was it's not Warwick davis <laughs> it's never gonna happen Wark, it's Wark, never gonna happen Warwick Wark davis offended. couldn't land this role i'm offended that they didn't offer him a yeah, role in this no, movie. he was busy making like fucking star wars movies <laughs> so he didn't have time for garbage he was making willow work work davis like yeah he was the lead in his own movie he doesn't need to be in garbage pail kids phil fondacaro was lucky to be in willow alongside of warwick davis okay no phil fondacaro is actually greaser greg yeah they just his, they didn't use his voice. No, no. Aww, his voice no. is too good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't see any difference in this movie than, you know, Nate, you love critters. Like, Are you serious right now? Yes, I'm serious right now. All right. I don't know what to say to that. 
Well, I just know I'm just trying to understand why this movie is so, so terrible and a movie like Critters can be lifted above this movie. Well, one reason is because at least Critters has a story you can follow. <laughs> this one. And the, and, the Critters, and the Critters are far more clever than the Garbage Pail Kids. They they play pranks. They, they fuck with people's bikes. They live in toilet bowls. <laughs> they say curse words. They roll out. Well, this was a family movie. They can't say curse words. And these guys ride bikes and steal motorcycles and mopeds. Yeah, well, well the Critters was, was, I think it was PG. I think it was PG. Was and it, it? The, yeah, I think they sn- snuck in that F-bomb. Because <laughs> was this is the age when you could still have boobs in a PG-rated movie. Oh, those were the days. Oh. I know. You know what? I think I just keep defending this movie. Because what do you expect? Look at the source material. And what do you expect than this movie? Then I, I think it's an accurate. I it, think it's it an is. accurate description or an accurate portrayal of the the of the cards. Yeah, but the cards the cards are just making fun of Cabbage Patch Kids and trying to be gross. That's like all the thought that's gone into it. Okay. So when you try and make that into a ninety minute long movie, you're like, what the hell are these things? Do they have like personalities? I don't. What do we do with them? I think they have distinct personalities, and they have one fun little musical number that they, they throw do in they the have just, I'm really curious, yeah. Jackie. Could you elaborate on the distinct personality traits that these fucking little things gave you besides <laughs> one of them shits himself and the other one fucking drools from his mouth? Like, I'm, how? Where are their distinct personality traits that I missed? I'm sorry. I must have been, I must have blinked. <laughs> I'm just mad that Jackie brought critters into this to try and, like, get me to flip-flop. No, no, please, please. How no, dare you? I'm not trying to How flip-flop. How dare you? Because no, you, you defend Shit, mommy, that Daddy movie. Are you defend that movie because of the nostalgic love you have for it. It's, it's an entertaining movie, too. This movie is it's not okay. entertaining. Critters is okay. It's not the greatest Wait. movie, but you have this nostalgic love for it, so you hold it so high. Listen, I think both movies are shit. Getting back to what we're talking about here. Well, one thing this movie has over Critters is this movie like stops people in their tracks and just like puts them into shock when they watch it. Yes. That's how I Oh my God, yes. Yeah. I, I was just like, just like I, totally amazed, totally speechless. And I was just like, all right, just give it to me. It's like, let's do this. Let's just let it wash over me. But I will say, I wish, <laughs> I wish this movie was grosser. I mean, if you look at the cards, yeah, they're absolutely. nasty. And like, I wish this movie went there a little more. Me too. Now I'm I'm curious because Steve, I know that you have the um, is it Shout Factory or Scream Factory that put this one out? Uh, well, Shout Factory is Scream Factory, right? Yeah, I know that. I but I know that they do separate. Uh, you, I, I, you both know. labels are on the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are there any special features on this one? Yeah, it's a bunch of interviews. They do it with the special effects guy, which sort of explains what happened with the heads. And essentially what it was is they ran out of time and just lied. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's what I do when I run out of time, so I get it. No one knew what type of movie they wanted to make. I think the director wanted to make a kiddies movie. Uh, I think a lot of the actors like Thompson, who played um, Alligator, he was like, well, all of us actors wanted to do a super gross one. And then the producers producers wanted just something they could sell and then you had all the special effects people wanting to get like really nasty with it so this story just kind of got split and shattered into this muddled mess which is just kind of a beautiful nostalgic piece of slime yeah that's well said well Mm -hmm. said Um, do you have the vhs of this no this is one that i have personally never seen in the wild since my video store 
Wow, we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for I, you. I remember when I was like, <clears throat> like 17, 18 years old, like we, like I don't think I saw this movie when it was on HBO or whatever back in the day, but we found out about it because we all knew what Garbage Pail Kids were because they were, they were big. But like, I remember we were trying to find this movie for the longest time. I think we might have found it there was a video store off of South Street for a while, and they had lots of obscure, weird stuff. Um, and I think we saw it there, but we didn't even want to rent it. <laughs> like, let's let's get something. Let's get some. Let's get Straight Story by David Lynch. Let's get that instead. <laughs> what Straight Story is the least pretentious she's David Lynch movie? She said it, not me this no, time. No, I'm not calling David Lynch pretentious. I'm calling. Nate, you pretentious. Just that. I just wanted to clarify. Nate, you're pretentious. Pretentious. I'm not. I'm no, not. you're not really. I just like to tease I, you. I just, I just don't. Like didn't want to watch Garbage Pail Kids movie. I don't know. You know what? It's the same reason that like I like Ren and Stimpy. I feel like this kind of falls in the same class of Ren and Stimpy. Maybe no, not the character. That's like blasphemous. Maybe the the characters are not as lovable as the Ren and Stimpy characters, but like. In You're right, Ren- it was icky. Ren in a Ren and Stimpy cartoon, anytime like, they did a close-up of somebody's face, it was fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I, I don't know, I just, there's something about, like, that, like, the kids, kids want to see something gross. Kids, I don't know, Tim, I don't see anything wrong with this movie. Okay, the story I, didn't you, make a ton of really, sense. Did you really just say that you, Anything? I, I, can, can I just point out one thing? Apparently, because I, I, okay. At the point <laughs> where these little garbage pail things... Literally start ripping clothes off of women who are in a fucking fashion show. That would be the moment where I was like, "Yeah, I'm out. I I can't." That's the very end. And though. eating their toes because that happened too, right? Wait, like five fucking minutes ago, you said you were so down to clown with alligator. Yeah, I like him. Toes. He can eat other people's toes, but not you know mine. I I, I gotta say, I would have enjoyed this movie a lot more if it was like. 80% garbage trail kids and 20% Dodger. stupid garbage fashion show side plot that somehow becomes a main plot. I will say one thing I liked, and that is that Dodger friend zones Tangerine at the end. I'm like, haha, bitch, you deserve it. He's oh, like, yeah, when he's like, sorry, I just don't find you pretty anymore. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, he just dropped the mic on her. Yeah, he did. Like, I had like my fist up Breakfast Club style. I was so into it. She's, I was like, fuck you, Tangerine. Oh, it's great. Because you expected to go completely the other way. Like, yeah, like, she's... oh, she realizes the error of her ways and she's coming to ask for forgiveness. And he's like, get out of my face. Yeah, you're you ugly. Yes. You're ugly. Get away from me. <laughs> Fucking love it. Now, do, does this kid not have any parents? No. no. Captain Mancini is his adopt. Obviously, the closest that he yeah. is to a father figure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that gang that beats him up all the time is like his family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like, again. This this movie does suffer from a couple plot holes. Just a few. And <laughs> once yeah. Just a couple plot holes. I have a quick question. Okay. Greaser Greg, what was his superpower? Like so Nate, Nat the nerd. I say Nate because it's just too easy. It's fine. Nate the nerd, you know, soiled himself. Yeah, I'm nerd. Alligator ate toes. Windy Winston, right you know, tooted. Uh Foul Phil tooted too? What was the difference? No, between? he had like bad breath and he was Okay. He was just what, generally foul. What was Greaser Greg's deal? I don't know. He's just angry. He's he was like all pimply and stuff, wasn't he? No, that was no. that was not the nerd. Yeah, no, which that was no. the most disgusting face. Like, that one's really gross to me. The nerd. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> I 
I know. Like, he had it bad enough with just the face. They didn't need to make him soil himself, too. I'm, I'm most cursed out by the one with the snot because I just want to wipe it away. The whole movie. I just, I, your face is so <laughs> yeah. wet the whole time. You know what? And everybody else gets to have their like disgustingness displayed the whole not time. Not Greg. And and not not fucking the violet vomit girl. Like she only gets it like that. Like she gets like the big Michael Bay ending where she gets to throw up on the people at the very very end because like the whole movie I was waiting for her to throw up and it wait they wait until the very very end to let her do her gross thing. Yeah, there. I wonder why they didn't use that more. Because that just seems like, I mean, even Saturday Night Live was doing projectile vomit. How hard is it? It never goes out of I style. bet it has something to do with the fact that those faces were unfinished. And they, <laughs> they probably were only able to do it once. And then that face would be like broken forever. Like after they ran all the vomit through it. There are there are two scenes that I want to highlight before we get to the end of it. Just in case. Because <laughs> it sounds like we're getting to the end. Is when those bullies take dodger down into the sewer they they handcuff him down there and then put a pipe of sewage on him that's close Mm -hmm. to like that's murder time they're gonna kill that kid yeah they're gonna fucking murder this child these adults are gonna murder this child It does. It takes it takes an uncomfortable turn there. Like, I think this whole movie is one big giant uncomfortable turn. Yeah, it's but, like, but who comes to save the day? Who saves his life? Who are the heroes in this movie? The disgusting credits. The end credits? You're an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the uncomfortable bully, the uncomfortable relationship between an adult and a child, the, like all of it. Nothing about this movie is okay. Like, sits well with me, Jackie. I'm sorry. I love you. And I'm I like I like that they saved the day, but they saved the day by ruining everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. And then at the very end, when Dodger just starts punching on Juice, which I was like, "Yeah, get that." I mean, I don't believe this at all. That dude could just kill you at any moment. But then when Mancini comes over and picks him up, he's crying, and I'm like, "Dude, you just beat up the bully. Why are you crying?" Yeah, it's a Christmas story thing. You know, he's, he's the adrenaline. I was gonna say it's. I, I said that too. I said it's straight out of Christmas Story when Ralphie starts to beat the living shit out of Scott Farkas. It's that adrenaline. He can't handle. Yeah. It. No, he you get fucking. It. He got got the shakes. Beer muscles or something? Not beer muscles. I don't know what kind. He got muscles, and he went after him. He got the adrenaline muscles going. Milk muscles. Milk muscles. Ew. Tangerine muscles. My mind was blown because when I googled the theme song, you know, the one you have to sing to put them back in their spaceship that he fucks up somehow and then they (laughs) wind up escaping at the end. You had one job, Captain Mancini. (laughs) But um, he sounds like a wrestler, like Captain Mancini. Like, uh, but like like Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, but I love Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, why wouldn't you? He's Super Mario. Um, I remember... It's true, and he's also Cindy Lauper's father. He was my he was my jam in in the eighties when I actually watched wrestling. But um, one of the things that I found most my, fuck now I don't remember. Oh, Lin Manuel Miranda did a cover of the Garbage Pail Kids song. I swear to God, and I listened to it because I will fucking stand by anything Lin Manuel Miranda does. But I was like, how the fuck did Lin Manuel Miranda do a cover of this song? It's, like, it's yet he another. Knows, he it, knows good cinema. It's it's yet another reason for me to hate Hamilton without ever having listened to it. Dude, we can't fucking be podcast but buddies anymore. <laughs> all right, Jackie. Anything else about your shit-tastic film? Sucked. We all hated it. We're no, all very no, sad. No, 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 no. No, no, no it's fair. fine. No, I'm glad that I watched it actually because it was such like a weird, mysterious thing 
for so long. So it was, it was nice to finally, even though I didn't really enjoy it, it was nice to finally like get it out and see exactly what it was all about. Marissa? I was just excited to have Steven Matt on. So if it means I have to watch a fucking piece of shit movie, I don't care. I'm in. <laughs> I'll watch anything if I'm hanging out with like, you know, famous co-stars. <laughs> so I'm going to have to have you guys back on because I want to make Marissa watch Mary Riley again. Jesus fucking Christ, Jeff. I don't have that one. I'll tell you what, though. I, I have a whole new like appreciation for people who willingly put themselves through crappy movies. Like it's. The people who do that are the real heroes in life you know like i because this like sucked i'm sorry Jackie. no it's okay i don't i i am perfectly happy to stand on my island alone with this movie because i love this movie because you love it like i will i will i will tolerate this film in our canon because okay. of you that's how much i love you <laughs> okay i'll take that i'll take that I don't know. Like I said, I know that, that, that there are a couple plot holes. I know it doesn't totally make sense, but this is very, very nostalgic for me because I watched this a lot. Now, as a kid. I'd like to just get some input from our guests here because, well, first, Matt, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with you. I'm dying to know. You said you, you both loved and hated it. I'd love for you to elaborate more on that because I'm, I'm curious as to what, what you saw as the redeeming qualities here. All the pieces are in place for something that I should love here. It's, it's, you know, it's got weird puppet, animatronic-faced uh, uh, creatures, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, but it's, yeah, it's got it's got that. It's, you know, the the kids coming of agey kind of thing. And it doesn't work at all, but, like, at least that's that's something I'm attracted to, usually the, the coming of age story. Um, and then, like, it's, it is gross. It's, I, I don't think it's gross enough, but it is gross. So, like, all the pieces are there for me to be, like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. This is everything I like in a movie. But it just, it, but then it fails so spectacularly that it's almost admirable again, where I'm just like, wow, all the pieces are in place and you've dropped the ball still. And it's like, ah, oh, but I can't stop watching. So I have mixed feelings. And like, if I ever, you know, found this on VHS or, or even, even if I'd found the Scream Factory Blu-ray for cheap or something like that, like I would own this movie and I would like every five years be like, like watching it like a puzzle and trying to figure it out or something like that. So I, I think that's what it is that attracts me to it. And like the thing that I don't like about the movie is sort of everything that we've mentioned already. It is a disaster and it like the, the plot doesn't make much sense to me, but like I can't get over how watchable it is. Yeah, no, like a train wreck, for sure. Um, Steven, how about you? Uh, mine is a lot of what Matt said, but uh, there's a few other things. I love in-camera effect movies from the 80s and from the 90s and everything like that. And what amazes me about this is there's talented people working on this film, but yet it mm -hmm. still appears like they went and paid like homeless people to do some of the effects <laughs> like they're just like have no idea what they're doing and then they're like oh by the way go down to like the cheapest clothing store you can find buy clothing and then they put it in this film and they're like oh my gosh let's make a fashion show about it i love that part but the the greatest thing about this movie is the vhs cover it's just spectacular it's a it's a piece of art but then when you actually watch the film, you're like, oh, my gosh, that is so much. The tape is so much better to look at than actually put the film in, even though I watched this probably, you know, like 20 times, 25, 30 times as a kid. But if you go and look at that painting that I could not find the artist for, 
it's actually really, really well done. It's got like the golden ratio aspect in it. And it's just like, when you look at it, if you're a kid, you would love to rent this just like my brothers and I did. So I kind of want to get it as a poster and put it in my room or put it in our future studio that we're going to have. But I'm pretty sure my girlfriend would be like, um, yeah, no, <laughs> but I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, there, there's few deal breakers as far as my husband and I's rules for what goes up as art in our home. We're very liberal in that in that arena, but I think even this might be a deal breaker for me, bro. So proceed with God. Although I will say it kind of has the feel of like a Goosebumps cover. No, kinda. I, I look at it and I like to me that looks like the art that used to be on um, the Babysitter Club books. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're yeah. right. That reminds me of Babysitter Club books. You know covers. what it just made me think of? And I don't know why. It, <laughs> I just had Spaced Invaders just pop into my head. I don't know if any of you guys know what that movie is. But I fucking love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that movie since I was like seven. And for some reason, just talking about this now made me think about it. Oh, yeah. I can remember those little aliens voices right in my head right now. Oh, it's so good. I love that movie. Still, to this day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so one more question for everybody that I'm going to pose because I love coming up with these. Um, you have to adopt one of the garbage pail kids who do you choose and why um i'm going to defer to our guests first on this yeah, one you guys yeah. uh matt and steven how about you guys which garbage pail kid do you take on <laughs> as your child Ooh, uh that's rough um i think i think i'm gonna i'm i i think i want to nurture by nature here so i i want to take on nate or nat or whatever his name is because i just feel bad for him and i like want to help him and i'm like wow. it's okay dude like it's gonna be all right like <laughs> i want to help him that's really generous of you uh i, I guess i take on valerie vomit because she really doesn't vomit much so you just... much so, or the greaser because you don't have to do anything you yeah. just let him be yeah, he was just like yeah a little salty but other than that he was fine yeah nate oh i would pick alligator Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People are going to watch their toes when they're around me. Um, Jackie? Uh, I'm going to take Windy Winston. (laughs) One, because I think fart noises are just universally funny. Sure. And also, um, I suffer through uh, those kind of farts with my dog every damn day. So I feel like I already have a built-up defense to really, really horrible farts. So I'm taking Windy Winston. That's fair. Yeah. Um. I think I'm going. I'm going messy, Tessie, and here's why. <laughs> oh, wow. real children aren't kind of like messy, Tessie. Like my girls have sh- something going on on their faces, <laughs> almost always. Whether it's not, whether it's the donut they ate that morning, whether it's the fucking pizza from this evening. So nine times out of ten, I've got to look at a face and be like, "Ew." <laughs> so I'm used to that. So I feel yeah. like messy Tessie wouldn't be that big of an adjustment for me that makes personally. Sense. Yeah. Plus, sense. I found her pleasant. <laughs> pleasant. I did. I found her. She, you, like, I would sleep soundly with her in my home. Whereas, like, if alligator, as much as I love alligator, I would be so afraid he was going to eat my toes that I wouldn't be able to sleep. He, he was tameable. Once, once uh, Captain Mantine was like, "Yo, no toe biting," he was like, "But he didn't mean it." Just set some firm ground rules. Yeah, we know that's not my strong suit in parenting. So, oh man. Um, anything else, Jackie, about this train wreck? No, it's just that I'm going to stand by this movie and I'm going to tell people that haven't seen it, um, to go watch it and you can, you know, hate me later for it. But I think that 
I think that this, I don't, you can keep looking at me all you want, Nate. No, Jackie, I, I love that this is the hill that you've chosen to die on. I do. <laughs> it's the I Garbage Pail Kids movie hill. <laughs> I can think of so many worse movies than this. Yes, probably. I have had to watch. So I'll take this over Girl That Walks Home Alone at Night. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on. Because that movie was fucking terrible. Can you guys back <laughs> us up on this one? Uh, no, I'm right there with her. I find that movie a little what? boring. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was very boring. And I, I stand by, everybody should see this movie once. Whether they're going to like it or not, it, it's like a rite of passage. If you like movies, you have to watch this movie. Now, I, I can tell you this. Sarah watched this movie with me, and not only did she stay awake during the whole thing, at the end, she like made a comment where she's like, I've never seen anything like that. And I was like, yes! That's exactly yeah. what this film is. There's nothing else like it. I hate it. I hate it so much. No. I wish there were less things like it. And the fact there's nothing else like it means there's only one target I need to focus on. <laughs> no, it, it's right. It's it's absolutely it's absolutely unique. And like I said, to me, this does. I know that Nate doesn't agree, but to me, this does fall into like the little creature features almost because these things are so. I don't know. It's that whole uncanny valley thing where they they look human for the most part, but they're just not human. There's something off about them, and I, I know that that's what creeps Marissa out is because there is just something off. Like the the mouths don't quite move, and the eyes don't quite shift the way that eyes are supposed to shift, and you know the whole like vomit and the pee and the snot and the farts and you know all that stuff that goes along with it. But no, like I said, I I will I will stand I will stand by this movie, and I am happy that. There are other like-minded people that also enjoy this movie, unlike my podcast partners. Oh but like I said, I but I knew that going in, which is why I called for reinforcements. So, because I, I wouldn't want to take this beat down on my own. <laughs> well, I mean, you you know, you're not going to have to wear costumes to go out and watch this like the Garbage Pail Kids did, and uh, they teenage <laughs> mutant is, ninja is, turtles this, and I'm like, oh my I, gosh, you guys look. So I wrote these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles costumes are working great <laughs> in my notes. Same thought. Yeah, I think I also had a note about, you know, all I need is a, a trench coat, a hat, and sunglasses. Some ice cream pizza. Let's go. Yeah. I guess they watched Three Stooges just because it was like the only thing they could afford. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's probably public domain. It's probably free. <laughs> I mean, this was... This movie apparently cost just $1 million. And even in 1987 or whatever, that's very little money. Like, even way back then. Even when they were making this, though, who was this for? Who was children, adults, fans of the... Like, who was this movie made for? I think that was the point I brought up in the beginning. Everyone wanted something different, and that's why it turned into, like, just fucking garbo. Uh, but it is it is kind of spectacular Garbo, though. And so I, I guess it's okay. I don't know. I think that I feel like their target audience was like... You? No, not even me. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing, though. I have an older... Or I had an older brother. So it's like, you know, I feel like the demographic was maybe like 10 to like 14-year-old boys. And... Because, you know, you've got like the gross humor and the pretty girls in the movie. Like, no, but I think like it's like you're not making a movie for like a 10 year old kid with boobies. I'm thinking that like this is probably made for like, you know, 10 to stop raising your eyebrows. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I, I, I seriously I think that that's who the target audience was because that's the target audience that was buying the cards because it's gross toilet humor 
and there's a pretty girl and you know there's a little bit of action and adventure when they're trying to break Let's their friend around pretty around too loosely with tangerine all right i think she was <laughs> 80s pretty she was pretty i don't think she's 80s hot but i think no, she was 80s yeah. pretty i'll give her that i wouldn't put a paper bag over her head maybe just a plastic one <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. That would I'm kidding. kill her. I think no. I just no. I meant because she was. It's kind okay because we're a feminist podcast. Yeah, no, it's kind. I can say that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm on a feminist podcast, so I can talk shit about her. No, I don't want to kill I'm her. I'm just shocked you haven't mentioned her boobs yet. Like, I'm... she didn't have boobs. She was so fucking flat chested. She had no boobs. There was nothing to say. There's no comment on her Messy boobs whatsoever. Tessie had a better. Back. She really did. Yeah, no. Because at that one point, when I'm going to hold up my boobs to show, for example, um, at that one point when she's at the fashion show and has that kind of like shell bra like corset thing on don't talk about the fashion show i'm triggered by that <laughs> scene i really am yeah that's like who did they get to like pick these things out <laughs> like, <laughs> like even in the 80s this is like ooh, woof is this what we're going with <laughs> it was so it was so crazy i seriously feel like in on some level that this movie shares a universe with little shop of horrors because i feel <laughs> i feel like that like that this movie kind of took place in skid row I really do between the, it's just like a couple of years later, you know, like a decade or so later after Little Shop of Horrors, we're still on Skid Row and you get Tangerine fucking peddling her wares and you get the Garbage Pail Kids living in an antique store in a trash can. I feel like maybe it's a shame. Oh shit, now that kind of makes me like it a little more. Oh man. (laughs) Well, I'll say one thing for this movie. There's plenty of bad movies, but most of them are also bad and boring. So at least this movie isn't boring. And even though it's gross and stupid and it doesn't need to exist, it's not like it'll keep you. It'll keep you looking at it. It took us 45 minutes, but we got him to say something good about it. <laughs> there we go. Welcome to the so island. You can end mate. the podcast now. That was my trick. There we go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So any 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 other thoughts on this, guys? No, but yeah, one more. <laughs> The guy who played Captain Manzini is in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. What? Yeah, he he wrote the score. He helped write the score of Willy Wonka. Yeah. That's Holy right. Crap. Matt Kelly yeah. was talking about that. Oh, I have one too. What's that? The in the antique shop, there is a painting and a um background set piece from the movie Troll. Oh, yeah, the special effects guy uh, directed Troll. Yes, he did. And I was really excited that he recycled something. He should have recycled the Troll, too. <laughs> Wait, is the first one the one where there is no Troll? No, there's a Troll. There's a Troll. But it's not, yeah, no, it's, okay. but it's never as good as Troll, too. Yeah, no one, no one ever talks no. about Troll. That's no. the one by Louis Dreyfus, right? Yeah, it takes place in the Seinfeld universe. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, am I wrong? I swear I thought that that was, that was her, that movie. I right? don't know. Oh, yeah, she's in, she's in it. She's in it, yeah. Okay, thank I've, you. I was like, yeah. shit, did I totally I've, make that up? No, when you I've mentioned, only ever seen the second one. I yeah, no when idea. you mention troll, you just think about the green stuff and hospitality and having to tighten your belt. And oh my <laughs> god. Um, yeah, no. Th- no. So uh, really, yeah. Thanks, Jackie. You're very, <laughs> very you. welcome. So, thank uh, you so, much. so, so, Stephen, Matt, uh, please tell us where we can find you well, guys. Well, yeah. Well, first, before you do that, though, thank you so much for coming yes, on. Thank and, you. And enduring this fucking film with Listen, us. Listen, we we were the ones that suffered, not them. They were fine. <laughs> oh yeah, we like just swim in this trash. Yeah, this is just what we watch, just like for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the real heroes. I'm telling you that much. Oh man, but you can uh, find us on. Analog Jones of the Temple of Film. Listen to us on iTunes or anything like that. And we are on the Geekscape Network with 
the man you've mentioned multiple times, Matthew Kelly, because he's on 536 podcasts. Yeah, that sounds right. He is. He's he is definitely the glue that holds us all together too. Oh yeah. Um, for film people listening to this uh, from all over the world, please come to Chicago in April. We have a three day long horror film festival called the Windy City Horrorama, and it is going to be a blast uh, coming this the end of this April of 2019. That's coming up. Um, it's going to be amazing. And if you like stuff like Garbage Pail Kids, you're going to like what we show for the weekend. <laughs> Dude, that sounds awesome. Yeah, we should take a trip. Yeah, road trip. I've always wanted to go. Chicago's on my bucket list. Yeah, we'll we'll stuff you full. Of, we'll fu- stuff you full of pizza, dogs. What else we got here? Can't even remember. Everything's fried. Everything. I've been told by a friend of mine. Two two shitty baseball teams. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm from Missouri. I'm a Cardinals fan. I don't. Let's move to Chicago. <laughs> hey, I'm a Yankees fan. Hey, when no. did the Yankees move to Chicago? That's fair. I've been told by a friend of mine who grew up in that area that I'm supposed to eat a beef sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's two types of people. There's the people who eat the beef sandwich dry or the ones who eat it sloppy as shit, like dipped in au jus. So uh, which one do you want? Oh, I'm, probably, I'm, I'm probably going sloppy. I'm going au jus. Like her, like, like most of the beef she. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's kind of like with the Philly cheesesteak we've got here because you can get it wit or wit out, which is wit. onions or no onions. You gotta get wit. I'll plug the uh, the AF High List is my other podcast you could listen to on iTunes and everything like that. Um, we get stoned and watch the hundred greatest movies of all time, and it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like I knew you guys would have to obviously do all of them, and then when Schindler's List came up, oh, I no. forgot how close to the top of the list that was, and I was <laughs> like, do I listen to it? Do I not listen to it? Because Nate here was the one that showed me this movie for the first time. Like, this was years ago. I was watching it for the first time, too. Was that your first time? Oh, yeah. I thought that was, like, your move, dude. No, it was, like, show girls that movie. No, me and Jackie were in our early 20s, and I'm like, Jackie, we're adults. We should watch adult movies for serious people. And we watched Schindler's List, and we were like, oh, why? Why did we put this on? It was terrible. So I applaud you for doing that in, in, in the state that you were in, because I know sober... Like two hours after the movie, I was still curled oh. up in a ball crying. So I, I applaud you, sir. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but like I was terrified of it. I was absolutely terrified. I'd never seen it before. And I was like, fuck, the first time I'm oh, going to see Schindler's List, I'm going to be baked out of my mind. I'm going to go down. And like, but you know what? Spielberg's the fucking master. It is, despite being a devastating film massively entertaining still because it's yeah. Spielberg. he's so good so I, it ended up being like one of my favorite episodes after like super dreading watching it plus you're super conservative and you don't believe that the holocaust actually happened so correct <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for that laugh but i didn't hear that i was gonna throw a microphone <laughs> Uh, we again want to thank Steve and Matt for joining us. It has been awesome. I am so glad I had a little bit of support on my side. Thank oh my God, you, you guys rock so, so hard. So much. Uh, and don't forget to check out the Jersey Ghouls. Uh, you can find us on social media. Just search Jersey Ghouls and you can find us pretty much everywhere. Same thing for our podcast. Uh, whatever your favorite podcast app is, we are probably there. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on iTunes. We are on TuneIn. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Google Play. We are everywhere. So again, not unlike social media just search jersey ghouls and you will find us and always please please don't forget to check us out on our website jerseyghouls.com so if you if you either go to geekscape and check out the podcasts over there such as horror movie night and analog jones or you can just go to 
Google and Google Analog yeah. Jones, and you will see all kinds of awesome content by these amazing guys. And I have to say that one of my favorite parts of your of your show is the fact that you do old school VHS and you get all the old what the hell are those called previews, right? That's actually how we started the podcast. Uh, we met at Trash Movie Night. I formed a beautiful couple of old nostalgic videotapes, and then we talked about how the promos were something special that like kids just don't understand nowadays it's like it doesn't exist oh my god it really is like the most like one of the things i love the most about those old vhs no they're amazing some of the promos just blow my mind i know i it makes me want to like continue to have vhs's you know i mean that's why i never got rid of my collection and i i get made fun of it or i get made fun of for having like my giant bin of, of vhs tapes but like i'm sorry there's just something about you know like, I haven't seen Double Dare's Super Sloppiest Moments Part 2 on DVD. So I can't get rid of that VHS because then I'll never have it ever again. All right. Uh, we never know how to end our show. So goodbye. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.